thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. So what are some of the stories that are between the pages, maybe have not been on the front page, and uh, but certainly look towards uh, interesting things that are happening in the country today? Tourism has been... Uh, up in the news, not for good reasons, the challenges for tourism and the difficulties for tourism. We heard yesterday as we spoke to a chef about uh, what it has meant to be in the uh, hospitality sector, the tourism sector, the food sector, the entertainment sector in a time of COVID. Nevertheless, there's a, an interesting move that's taking place. Tebe Investment Corporation has sold Tebe Tourism Group to its management team and future growth private equity. Why is this interesting? Because it sees the management team of Tebe Investment moving away, stepping out and doing something different. On the line is Jerry Mabena, who is the CEO of the Tebe Tourism Group. Jerry, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you and a very good morning to you and to your listeners as well. Jerry, I mean, this seems almost counterintuitive given the huge challenges that are taking place in the uh, tourism and hospitality sector at the moment? Well, I suppose it depends on the view that you take. Yeah. Um, you know, a friend of mine says that um, if you build windmills before the storm comes, you probably are better off than the guys that wait for the storm. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's and really we're in the around, midst of the storm. <laughs> yeah, it's really around the fact that um, if you take a short-term view, yeah. Yes, I think it's it's counterintuitive, but if you take a long-term view, and that long-term view is probably three to five years, yeah, I think South Africa is going to be a booming tourism destination, and I think that's the the view that we have taken. So you've taken that view. Uh, it must have taken a bit of courage and plenty of negotiation. How did this actually work and play out? I think plenty of negotiations and understatement. I think there's <laughs> lots of madness in between. Yeah, but. Um, I think it started actually pre-COVID. That's where the discussion started. And we had always believed that the tourism sector was going to be a growing sector. And I think um, and it needed a certain kind of level of dynamism from a management team. And the Tabak group, I mean, having grown significantly in the last three, four years, I think was becoming quite a a phenomenal group in its own right. And I think they were giving opportunities for some of the businesses that were growing at a particular pace mm. to be hired off. And I think that's when we raised our hand and said that please give us the opportunity to run this business because we, it was part of my portfolio at the time. And we understood it and we enjoyed it and we thought that it had a great future. So we, we raised our hand and I think Terry gave us a, a good opportunity to actually take this and work on it. You know, it does talk to, um, and I may be wrong here, but under the wing of Tebe Investment Corporation, it's, it's difficult when a section, a segment of the business almost grows like a plant, that the branch just goes so far from the tree. Was it time to say, okay, fine, we need to um, replant just a part of the tree or cut the branch off and uh, replant it somewhere else, which you can do, of course, with some plants as well. Absolutely. And I think you, you've put it beautifully. Um, it's a bit like the child who gets to the age of 21 and says, Mom, Dad, I think I'm old enough to go and set yeah. up shop. Thank you for having raised me. But I think you've mm -hmm. raised me well and you can rest assured that I'll be fine. I think it's exactly that. Yeah. Yes. 
Jerry, you talk about long term and obviously given the current environment with COVID, this is a long term decision. Having said that, how do you plan to use the short term to establish yourself? And perhaps once you've uh, described that to us, you could also just talk to us about how you feel uh, one can address these massive challenges, more than challenges. They're just, it's, just, it's just horrendous in the mm. sector at the mm. moment. I think let me start by saying, you know, and, and I think thanks to South Africans. I think South Africans have proved themselves absolutely amazing and resilient in the last um, year. Um, what has happened in the domestic tourism sector for me, and we don't say it enough, it's short of a miracle. Um, I know that a lot of our major partners in the tourism sector have had to close some shops, they've had to close some hotels and all those sort of things. But in between all of that, we have really seen South Africans taking onto the domestic market, and that has significantly helped us in, yeah. in keeping the market going. And for us, um, we, in the middle of this madness, opened a restaurant in Kruger in August last year and and then opened a soft opening of our train hotel, um, the Shalati Train on the Bridge Hotel yes. in, uh, in Kruger National Park. We opened that softly in December as well. And we've been very, very pleasantly surprised at the responses that we have received from the local market on a product that we had uh, designed by and large for the international market. Obviously, we've had to adjust prices. We've had to adjust a whole lot of things. But what has been exciting is just to see the response of the the market towards that product as well as the restaurant. And we are very excited about the domestic market. And we think that's where, for me, in the short term, you know, you asked me the question of the short term, that's what will keep us sustained. Mm. And key to that, though, is that as a sector, we then need to make our products at least affordable in many instances to the South African market. And you've seen a lot of players drop prices. I mean, you see the largest yeah, in the cents trading at 75% um, of their rec rates. Around the, the country, people are really trying hard to, to get the domestic market, who themselves, by the way, are also under pressure because they, they, they're losing jobs, they're losing income. So it's really for us, around saying as a country that this is not time to make money, but this is time to actually make the economy grow. And that's basically what we, we're trying to do. You know, we interviewed uh, the guys from the Kruger Shalati train on the bridge uh, yes, yes. last year. Yes. And it what was so exciting about that was that, as you say, it offered this brand new opportunity mm. for South Africans to get to know some part of their country. And I'm in absolute agreement with you around the idea of how we start to look at domestic tourism. Also, I think that perhaps now's the time to start looking at tourism in outdoor spaces as well. So how do we take hikes? How do we go Mm -hmm. to campsites? How do we go to uh, spaces that are not in urban areas? Talk Mm -hmm. to us a little bit about that. In fact, that's an interesting part. I mean, because that's, that has proved itself. And take, for instance, Gauteng. When we had the, the, the opening of the first lockdown, um, I remember a group of, of, my, uh, of us went and had a hike in one of the Mahalisbek areas. Yes, yeah. If you didn't arrive at 7 o'clock... It was packed. ...or sooner, you, you just... We used to call it Wuhan. If, uh, forgive my racism. <laughs> my racism it became a bit of a... Just so crowded that we started calling it Wuhan, which was a terrible term, but... 
it, it symbolized the fact that people just wanted to get out. Mm. And, and there's a lot of that happening. And I do believe that um, outdoor opportunities will give people a bit more peace of mind. Yeah. You know, when you're not sitting in a crowded space. But again, I'm, not, I'm saying also that equally so, I have seen in and around Johannesburg, some of the younger restaurants um, during that lockdown period when it was opening, they were buzzing, I think. Um, so the, the, the younger generation want to get back to, to their normal lives, and the slightly older are looking to get out into open spaces. So there are different products for different markets. But having said that, I do think that there's big scope for rural tourism development. There's big scope for open spaces, as you quite rightly put it. And I think we see huge opportunity there. So what's the next step? Obviously, um, you're going to have to change your name. You're going to have yes, to we rebrand. Are. We are. We are. Um, that's a short-term thing. Uh, where where does it go from here? I mean, for us, the, there's a couple of things. One is we would really like to start driving that uh, shalati product together with the restaurant. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you are aware that we have been working on um, converting the house that Nelson Mandela used to live in before he became president into a, and I'm going to call it a boutique hotel for want of a better way, but we call it a sanctuary. Yeah. Um, here in Houghton, that's going to be finished in the next two, three months. Yeah. So that's our next uh, big project. And that basically, <clears throat> again, provides South Africans an opportunity to, to really kind of experience Mandela the person in a space that he lived in and we have tried as much as possible to curate and a lot of his um person his history his you know um attitude to a number of things so there'll be a lot of storytelling in that environment so again we're creating a very very unique product that will allow south africans and international visitors to experience um our global icon in a very very unique way so the next one again is going to be us launching our we've got a concession to to do what we call a pop-up hotel yeah um, and those are basically luxury tented camps that we are going to be putting up in Kruger as well as in in Neisner. so we're gonna have a busy year ahead of us we're gonna have a busy year ahead of us Jerry I, I think um, what what strikes me about this story is the idea that um, at a time when so much of the news is negative, it does make me feel encouraged when I hear that uh, things are moving and that people are looking with a long eye on a long future. So I wish you and your team all the very best. Thank Um, you. Thank you very much. We look forward to the branding. We look forward to seeing um, the idea of a pop-up hotel. That's something completely different. And uh, we look forward to... Um, I'm going to say this. We look forward to being able to afford to um, go to some of your venues uh, as domestic tourists. Absolutely. Come and do an outside broadcast at one of our stations or even the Mandela House or even at Kruger Salati. We're going to get our team to chat to to you. Thank you so much. eh? (laughs) That's Jerry Mabena. He's the CEO of what uh, is currently Teba Tourism Group, but it is shifting over. It is moving out of Teba Investment Corporation. As he said, it's like a 21-year-old adult, young adult, who says, you know, mom, dad, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm going to go and do things on my own. And uh, as I say, I'm particularly interested in the idea, 
given much of the negative uh, storylines that we've been hearing, that there are people who are still thinking about the opportunities that are available. And uh, in the long term, those opportunities will go beyond not only domestic tourism, but uh, international tourism as well. It's quarter to eight.